Hello, this is Austin from the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hi, this is Pleakley from Lilo and Stitch, and when I say Pleakley, I mean it's really pathetic 59-year-old Kevin McDonald from the Kids in the Hall, stupid head, and you're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee! Woohoo! Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of... The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way Podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Are We podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicAreWe.com is where you can find us. For today, we are talking about some facts about dizzy that'll make you go, hmm. 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 My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment where you focus on your entertainment and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join in our discussion, we have a resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. Hey, man. What's up, bro? How you doing? How you doing? Toot bane, whatever. Um, yeah, pootie tang to you. Toberfest in the uh, <laughs> happy. Yeah, the Bahabita. And prose it. Yes. Prose it. Yes, thank you. Prose it. <laughs> And joining us from Houston is our resident travel agent for Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy T.A. Lee Lastavica. Hey, Beard. Yes, Houston. 0-4, just like my fantasy football team. <laughs> Aw. I, I know I'm one of those. One of the four. Yeah, I, I think know. I'm one of those, too. I was looking pretty good um, on all the projections until they actually started playing today, and now they're like, oh, no, you're going to lose. <laughs> oh wow but uh, we'll see you know we still got through sunday or through monday so we'll see how it goes or tuesday or wednesday or whenever they decide when everyone passes their uh, their corona test i don't know sometimes they look good sometimes they don't <laughs> ain't nobody's fault you win some you lose some and sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes yeah. you don't most sometimes times i feel like a nut but yeah they usually are losing mm. most of my team it's, oh. sometimes it's you gotta hold them sometimes you gotta fold them that's right and always walk away and if you can, run. And bring your orange juice. There it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, today, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are talking about some facts about Dizzy that'll make you go, hmm. And uh, to go along with each of those facts, there's a little bit of interesting history that goes with it, in case you haven't noticed. So, look, enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's go discuss some hmm magic. Weekends, ladies and gentlemen, here we are in the hub, and this is our main segment portion of the show. And for today's hub, I'm talking about uh, this article that I found. And, and as if you remember, a couple of shows ago, I did a whole uh, uh, list show about things that aggravate Disney fans. Well, in doing research for that particular show, I discovered I stumbled upon an article called 12 Facts About Dizzy That Will Make You Say That's Weird. Okay. And as you might tell from the intro, I actually called it uh, Things That Make You Go, Hmm, hmm. a la Arsenio Hall. Hmm, that's ooh, weird. Ooh, 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 ooh. And y'all can make a decision on planets, but I don't really find these things terribly weird. You know, maybe I'm not the run-of-the-mill Disney fan, and, you know, it's it's not like, oh, that's so weird. That's well, that's what Eddie's here for. Uh, he's the run-of-the-mill Disney he's fan? He's the run-of-the-mill Disney fan. Run-of-the-mill. 
Yes, yeah. and if you notice that uh, that that low rumble and sexy rumble is uh, the producer we call him Eddie. How you doing, Eddie? How you doing? How you doing? Give give him a little low rumble of a yeah guest service. There, there it is. is. I know you felt that way over there. <laughs> yeah, what up, buddy? right there in your ear pods, right there in your ear holes. It's beautiful. But anyway, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm doing this list show. It's an article called Twelve Facts About Dizzy that make you say that's weird. And uh, they had I don't know if they did a particular order but they did one through 12 i don't know if that's their actual order but i decided to take it upon myself to reorder it myself because I, I, there were some things it's like yeah we know that we're disney fans we know this so i decided to lead off of that and just go from there to the stuff that might be weird to some other folks cool cool so the first fact that they presented is this there's an underground tunnel system beneath disney world that is weird that is weird why, why do you think that's weird? Because obviously they can't go walking around about in their uh, costumes. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. No, 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 seriously. I mean, no, like, that's the reason why they were built, right? I mean, I, I put this first because it's like, you know, it's probably the weakest one for us and mainly a Disney fan because who doesn't know that there's a, a, a tunnel system, the, the tunnel system below Walt Disney World or Magic Kingdom to be specific. Eddie, did you know that? Yes, I did know that. You did know there was a tunnel system. Okay. I did know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like that that makes that makes sense if somebody who's like uh doesn't really know in the sense of, oh wow, everything, the castle, all this stuff, everything has to be right here on this on this level. I mean that I guess that would be surreal to them to know that. But yeah, for us For us, yeah, for the typical Disney fan, the people listen to the show, you know, I mean, would there be like non Disney fans listening to the show, you think? No, I think everyone pretty much re- recognizes that, and um, it's really not that weird. No, it's not that weird. That's no. why I let off with it. I'm like, you know, that's probably the weakest thing out of all it, all of this list for us, and so I decided to go with that. Well, it's a necessity. Like, you know, like Eddie said it before, like, I mean, how else are the cast members supposed to run around and do what they got to do? Well, how Disneyland are- doesn't have any utilidors. <laughs> well, that's true. And actually, he's like, I remember seeing that in Hollywood Studios. You remember, like, the little gangster people that would take over your car in the great movie ride? I remember walking down some, I can't remember where it was, but, like, one of them just walked right past me. It's like, dude, like, he's in the gangster outfit the whole the whole nine, man. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that's the reasons why, I guess, the Disney people, when they built Walt Disney World, wanted to have those utilidors so they didn't have that happen. Yeah. So it did happen at Disneyland. And I guess they figured it was too expensive to do for the other parks, so they never did it for the other parks. Yeah, so they don't have a choice. So now you're just like, hey, wait a minute. Although, taking that back, in Epcot, they have a partial one, but I don't think it was ever completely flushed out. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or utilized. But anyway, so yeah, I let off with that just because it's like, eh. Yeah, not so not, weird. Not so big. Not, not so, so weird. weird. Not Moving so. on. Moving on. The next one I have on this list. Uh, they say, the actress who provided the voice of Lilo in Lilo and Stitch, Davy Chase, or Davy Chase, she also played Samara in The Ring. You mean the chick that come out the yep. well? Yep. I thought that was always just like a Japanese no, movie. That was her. No, I did that right. <laughs> Is that how she sounded? <laughs> I don't think she had any lines. Wow. I don't think she did it. You know what? You know. <laughs> oh, no, he's doing Stitch. Is that? Yeah. Stitch. Oh, sorry. Stitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that both movies came out that year, the same year, 2002. Okay. With Lilo and Stitch being her big break, oddly enough. Ah. So, but the actress was physically the chicken the ring she's the one to crawl through the tv and all that kind of stuff wow okay well that's weird at a horror kind of level like i have heard that 
Okay. I mean, it's a cool gig. I mean, I have to learn all these lines for Lilo, and then I don't have to learn any lines for this one. So mm-hmm. well, why not? Yeah, you can study it while you're coming out the well. That yeah. worked really. Gotta well. look really creepy. I <laughs> <laughs> see, but you gotta be like fit, man. You gotta be able to stretch and turn yourself upside down and crawl through TVs and stuff. So you've done that. <laughs> yeah, big screen. <laughs> you need a big screen for that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that one's. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's no. Like, no. It's, yeah. Yeah. Slightly weird. Yeah. Slightly weird. Slightly weird. I think this is like more like things that make you go. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You yeah. don't say things that make you go meh. <laughs> things yeah. that make you go. Eh. So the next one is Mister Toad's wild ride at Disneyland ends with Mister Toad driving into a train and then going to hell, which we know, right? Yes. Yes, so not so weird. No, but then uh, now go to the run-of-the-mill Disney fan in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's looking at me, so I guess that's me. Do you remember Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? I do. You do? Did you find that weird, uh, running into a train and then ending up in hell? <laughs> and uh, to answer Danny's question, uh, <laughs> yes, that's really freaking weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it's supposed to be ch- a children's ride, and next thing you know, you're in hell. <laughs> it is in Fantasyland, and there was heat, and they had little demons and stuff, and they had the big demon that popped out. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of. But weird. the thing is, like you know, the average run-of-the-mill child, as my two children are, that went above their head, over my head as well. Hell, yeah, it's a weird. It's a. It's a. It's okay. Yeah, we 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 know we've got the ride, but yeah, okay. In the sequential sense, yeah, that's a that's a weird ending. Uh, absolutely, and then it's you know. It's not kitty like unless it's supposed to pass a story, you know. Back in the day, it was. I mean, hell would pop up everywhere. Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes. I mean, hell was kind of a motif where the cartoon characters would die. And next thing you know, Sylvester's in hell. You know, <laughs> after chasing Tweety Bird. <laughs> he had Cheers. the angel and the devil on the shoulders thing. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's yeah, another. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's another motif. Oh, I so, used to like that. Yeah, that funny. They would use that all the times in cartoons. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too over the top. No, but weird is in the sense of like that's how it is. Like, why can't he like start off in hell? And then, well, he like, was a bad a... dude. Yeah, he was yeah. driving that car all over town, driving through people's bars. That was reckless mansion. endangerment. It's a dangerous toad. Yeah. Well, he's a toad. I mean, it might be hard for him to like you know steer wheel. The thing was weird is that they sold the t-shirts. You know, it's like I, I went to hell and all I got was this crummy t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. So maybe not surprising to us because we've experienced it. But yeah, you're right. Maybe to the run of mill. Fan that might be a little surprising to them. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it depends on how old you are. All right. So next we got coming up is that human, actual human skeletal remains were once used in the Pirates of Caribbean ride at Disneyland, which a lot of people might have known. I did not. I found that interesting myself. I was when I had was doing these little research projects, and I come across that, and I'm like, oh yeah, Walt didn't think the, you know, the ones that the the Imagineers made were real enough, so he got some donated from the college uh, medical. Whatever UCLA, yeah, he went to uh, went to UCLA oh, Medical right. Center. Yeah. There you go. So you got cadavers. Now, if you just say what was weird was that they actually got people chopped them up, oh, tore the skin off, and then hung the skeletons up. Then I would say that would be really weird. That would right, be so let me ask you this: like, like on my license, I checked off donate my <laughs> to science. But the thing is, you end up and, in a ride and, at this right, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, and, like, is my 
going to be end up in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Or Only some... your organs. Like your pancreas might end up in, <laughs> in Pirates of the Caribbean. But I think your bones and all that. that yeah, they just burn that. Pancreas. Right. <laughs> and by the way, like who wouldn't want that? Like if you're a Disney fan, they're like, look, your remains will be used in Pirates of the Caribbean. You'll be one of the skeletons. <laughs> and so. I think most people would be like, sign me up. Yeah, I, I want to do that. Yeah, your kids, your, your kids, your great grandkids be like, yeah, there's your great granddaddy right there. You know, chained up. Put me in a hole? Throw me in an oven? No, put me in a theme park. Let me breathe. I'm sorry, like, quick poll of the room. You've got a choice. You're either going to be buried in whatever, you know, religious or spiritual way that you want to be buried in, or your remains could be used in a Disney attraction. Raise your hand for Disney attraction. I take Disney attraction. I take Disney attraction. That's pretty unanimous. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Like, you know, you would cut your great grandchildren. Look, there's grandpa. That's it. Remember that time? Go ask him. He's right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's lying in bed. He's looking at the treasure map. You'd be curious to know that a lot of the skeleton remains uh, have been since replaced uh, with oh. fake ones, right? Oh. 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 But, but, but supposedly, supposedly the only remaining authentic skeletal remains are in the room with the dead captain in the bed. It is said that the skull and crossbones in the headboard above the captain uh, are said to be real. And uh, the sources have no idea why it would still be. And, and they claim that, you know, you look at the coloration of the skull and the bones is totally different than the ones that are fake. It's a little darker yellowish or something like that. Right. The, the thing is that they, they don't know why that's the last remaining one. They, they p- sources have said that maybe they got it from a source that's not UCLA and they can't necessarily return it. Oh, is it Jimmy Hoffa's skull? The teamsters solve the mystery. <laughs> but that's okay. That is that is specifically weird. That is that is weird. If that was uh, still weird. real, I yeah. wish I would have known. I would have looked at it closely when we were over there. Like. And then the, the discoloration stuff. I mean, look, I don't know about forensic files and all that other yeah. stuff, but I mean, that could have just been somebody that's not on their job and right. just let the skull and stuff get dirty. That could have been plastic and all of you know could have been just right. dirt and right. like you know calcium deposits on it or something, right. you know. And they didn't right. brush the teeth right. of the of the skull. Like somebody, like, that. like somebody yeah. said, "Hey, I I cleaned the skeleton." It's like, what about the headboard? Oh. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why's it got mildew on it? I don't know. I'll go back and get that. Yeah, I'm on that. Then he gets fired, so they like it never gets touched. Ten so, you days know. later. Right. <laughs> Quick little fact about this. It's reported that none of the subsequent versions of the ride had uh, real bones in them. So not the ones at Walt Disney World or any of the other parks that they opened later after that. I think they should make that like something that you could bid on, like a, one of those magical moments experiences kind of thing. Like you get to stay in the castle, your remains get to be used in a Disney attraction. Your forever experience. I like that. <laughs> Wait, what if somebody put that on their will? Oh, oh. well, you could, but how do you make Disney enforce it? That's true. That's like a scavenger hunt kind of thing. <laughs> like find my bones in Disney Park. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather that than having my name in what is it engraved in a brick somewhere. I would, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. People just step all over you. All right. So the next one we have up is this one, where it says there are only a handful of classic Disney films where the main character's parents aren't dead or don't die in the movie. They're either absent or they're a dead parent. That's a convenient plot point for heroism, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you lose a parent, so you're already overcoming an obstacle right off the bat. You're a sympathetic figure. That's pretty, uh, yeah, that's something that they've used a lot. Yeah, and it's easy storytelling because now you don't have to write the parents and all that stuff, you know, that's less work and less production cost. Yes, I have noticed that every Disney story does involve a uh, missing 
parent or some kind of parental tragedy. Yes. And so rumor has it that this could be due to Walt Disney's feeling of guilt about his own mother's death. Oh. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. No. I was, yeah. yeah. I, I, I it's like, rumor. It's just yeah, that's why I said it's rumor. But uh, 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 just to let you know what the story behind that, although it's, you know, it's, it's not confirmed, maybe it's even rumored, uh, but several news outlets have reported that uh, Walt felt responsible for his mother's death. And as the story goes, Walt and Roy bought their parents a house in North Hollywood for their 50th anniversary present. Elias and Flora Disney moved to the house from Oregon uh, into that new house in North Hollywood. Uh, one day, Flora stated that there was a weird smell coming out of the furnace. Uh, Walt had the studio repairman go out there and try to fix the thing, but they were unsuccessful. Don Hahn was quoted by Glamour Magazine in 2014 as saying the housekeeper came in the next morning and pulled his mother and father out on the front lawn. Whoa. They were rushed to the hospital. The father survived, but Flora did not, and they only had been at the house for about a month. And the cause of death has been listed as asphyxiation caused by gas fumes. Yeah. Jeez. So this is a tragic story, yeah. Very, yeah. very sad story, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, if you're curious, on a happier note, movies that don't have this, 101 Dalmatians, Peter Pan, although you could maybe argue Peter's parents himself. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, Lady in the Tramp, Mulan, and maybe even Finding Dory. Dory's parents, yeah, Dory's parents are there, just Nemo's parents aren't. Well, I mean, Dory was lost herself. Yeah, well, I won't take it too far down a tangent or not like that, but you see that a lot in the comic books and as a person has even made a character that lost their parents as well it's just kind of an easier thing to just write because like you you would have the character do something extraordinary if they had their parents there the parents would be like don't do it and now you make the character look defiant if they're like you know not listening to their parent while they go around swinging around saving people from burning buildings you know what I'm saying so it's almost really easy to just take the parents out of that equation and just give your character like an emotional you know pull to uh, to start with to let them jettison into doing whatever the adventurous action thing it is that they do yeah, that's kind of where I was going to go with that is to, to your point like I, me- I remember reading an interview with R.L. Stein and he's talking about writing all the Goosebumps books and trying to scare kids and he's like the problem now is like you've got to get rid of the cell phone because nowadays every kid knows hey like well something happens why don't you just call somebody on your cell phone so that's always like a, a problem in writing horror these days is to get rid of the cell phone and i think this kind of goes back to the whole disney movies kind of like we're watching charlie brown yeah the great pumpkin charlie brown because it's october we were halloween fans so we were watching great pumpkin charlie brown and i was like where are the parents in this? Why is, why, why is Linus out in a pumpkin patch until four in the morning freezing to death and Lucy's got to go get him? Where's the parents? I'm like, because without parents, the story would be about five minutes long. Exactly. Yeah, right. Get your back in here and then you know the well, yeah, boy. That thing, that's why they're always orphans or something like, because you got to get rid of parents because without if parents were involved, the stories wouldn't go too far. Yeah, it would definitely diminish there. Like, if Batman ran around, his pants were still alive, they're like, why are you wear your drawers outside of your pants? Like, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? He dances with the devil by the Pamela Knight. Yeah, what, why are you dealing with these cycles? Well, you're rich. What are you What are you doing? What the hell? I mean, Son, so, do you want a whore? Yeah. <laughs> what do you need? What, what's going to make you happy? What can I, your, your mom's crying over here, Bruce. That's just, that's remind, Tony Stark, right? Perfect, what, what, yeah. What, yeah, Winter Soldier, what, killed his mommy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. That's, that's that's exactly the thing. I mean, so you it's it's not nothing against the parent. It's just really an easier thing to write for the character to just push forward. I mean, it just is. Well, this leads me to the next one because let's say Donald Duck tried to prevent kids. Right in World War Two, he promoted prophylactics. Now that I did not know. Whoa! Apparently, uh, as we as you all know, in World War Two, Disney characters were enlisted, or the Disney Studio was enlisted to help with the war effort. Right, the direct. Pro- propaganda posters and whatnot and stuff but you know speaking of howard the duck donald duck uh, helped to encourage the gis to cover their peepees 
And <laughs> <laughs> what is the thing with yeah? I was gonna say like you know with Howard Donald, like what is does a duck represent a certain form of masculinity? That yes, the uh, duck rhymes with another uh, word verb for unlawful carnal knowledge. I understand, yeah, I but it's like, but you see what I'm saying? Like you, you're like I didn't know that about Donald, but it's like Donald don't even have business out. He got duck butt, but that's about it. Well, let me paint the picture for you. The poster that was used in the propaganda shows a mostly clothed, not really mostly clothed. I mean, I think she has like a top and a bottom. You know, okay. but for back in the day, yeah, she, she's probably yeah, scandalous, right? She's yeah. sleeping face up under some big palm leaves. And Donald in his GI outfit says this. He says, and me without my pro. Be sly. VD is high. Well, yeah. stop. <laughs> well, stop going on them, on them tours, Donald. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, the artwork right. is signed by Cyril Jones and it has four MCD at their lower corner. And four MCD means the fourth medical corps division. Oh, wow. And if you're curious, this ad actually ran. It wasn't here in the United States. It was ran down in Australia, which is a lot of places in World War II. The guys in the Pacific Theater would be stationed there or hanging out because they were they were mostly uh, hanging out at Camp Murphy. Uh, which is otherwise known as the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Oh, well, good day, mate. So, as you know, GIs, they, they've been in uh, island hopping and stuff. They get to Australia where there's a bunch of, a plethora of talent. Talent. So to speak. Yes. Um, they brought in Donald to say, hey, remember, cover that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can find it. It's, it's easy to Google. Just look for Donald World War II. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That is slightly weird. Don't care. It, it's, it is weird because it looks like a dead body was right. placed under leaves yes <laughs> and uh if i can show you there you go right oh hell no and he has the poster pulled up and he's got the bewildered look on his face right? yeah that right. looks disturbing he's actually. like right. he's like i didn't do it that woman's asleep it's very and i totally want to rape her but i don't have a condom that's right condom. you know of all the the, the situation it's not that he shouldn't rape the sleeping woman who was sitting there by herself it's that that she he doesn't have a condom i mean shouldn't he be worried about having a hybrid human duck baby uh i would think that would that i don't would think really howard was about that either no how was how was all about that like this, all is, this is all kinds of disturbing man <laughs> it really is i mean it's uh, the the sense of that there's this woman lying there just having a nap in the woods and donald wants to rape her is not that is strange I'll yeah no this is that is definitely totally weird. disturbing i did not know about this all right so that would make you list of that's just really freaking weird that's oh yeah that, that is weird. definitely weird that's more than hmm hmm well let's continue that okay in 1946 disney released a 10 minute animated movie titled the story of menstruation Ew. now i did know that mm. yes i did yes. i did know that who was the star of this show the red queen and flow is and flow is ah yes <laughs> but like, okay so let me tell you about how this works all right so the story of menstruation is a 1946 10 minute american animated film produced by walt disney productions it was commissioned by the international cello cotton company which is now kimberly clark and was shown in a non-theatrical release to approximately 105 million American students in health education classes. Um, it was part of a 1945 to 1951 series of films that Disney produced for American schools. Gynecologist Mason Hahn was hired as consultant to ensure that the film was scientifically accurate and to increase the likelihood that school doctors and nurses would allow the film to be shown. So they wanted to make it legit, right? Okay. And uh, to make you happy, Eli, it received a good housekeeping seal of approval. That, oh, well, that makes me cheerful. It doesn't I feel was you warm. warm. Yes. 
Because if it did not get that seal of approval, I would think it's totally crooked. <laughs> that has no flow to it whatsoever. And or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, the film it doesn't insinuate anything sexual, but they do use animated diagrams to detail the menstrual cycle. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And the film's narrative informs the viewer that there is nothing strange or mysterious about menstruation. And it shows women engaged in such activities as bathing, riding a horse, dancing during the menstrual cycle. I was going to say, do they show them like beating up on their bed during the menstrual cycle? I'm sure they could because you could do that on your menstrual cycle. They do that now. According to the message of that film. That's Wow, okay. Now, was this film like all, was it all uh, narrated and, and uh, enacted by men? The narrator was supposed to be, uh, was reported to be Gloria Blondo. Oh, that girl, yeah. <laughs> Who was the voice of Daisy Duck in a number of Donald Duck cartoons and would voice Daisy for the six of her nine speaking appearances, during which time she is the one that established the, uh, I guess, the uh, the quintessential Daisy Duck voice. So it's, hmm. they really do have something for ducks and getting it on. I guess right. so. Okay. All right. Yeah, you think rabbits when it comes to getting it on, but like, yeah, ducks. Yeah. yeah I, I, maybe they don't want to compete with like Warner Brothers. I don't know. I, I guess ducks just like to boop. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that, I mean, that whole thing is odd, but I get it for back then. They were like, well, kids will watch this and they need to learn about it. But I guess having the Disney character be the, sp- wait, so it's just the lady. She just talked. She didn't talk like, Daisy Duck. No, no, she was just her talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, continue thing this thing about the genitalia, right? Okay. Later oh. in 1968, Disney produced a public service announcement called Family Planning that was all about, you know, you guessed it, family planning. Oh, you mean like a vacation? No. <laughs> <laughs> National Lampoon's Family Planning? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I found out long ago. Oh. Yeah, fl- family planning. How many kids on the dining meal? And- yeah, how many kids got to eat this? Where are we taking them? Yeah, like that kind of planet. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's odd. It's that these videos are all on YouTube, so you can watch them okay. at your leisure if you want to check it out. But it's quite interesting. But you, you'd be interested to know this. It, it, of course, it's an educational animated short starring who? Donald, Donald, Donald Duck. Wow. And narrated by Paul Freeze. <laughs> 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 When condoms break. <laughs> oh, wow. In vaginal chambers. <laughs> they freeze. And frightening liquids. <laughs> oh, wow. That was pretty good. Uh, the police keep going. Yes. No, this is awesome. I don't want to go there. I'm breaking. I'm invested, damn it. Things are fertilized. And then upon that, the eggs are fertilized. Then after nine months comes the spring. Spawn. <laughs> the spawn. Uh, and you'll the- be planning to pay ever since. <laughs> there was my way. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. But don't take my word for it. <laughs> Have them yourself. Well, to continue the relationship with Disney, it is also directed by veteran Disney animator Les Clark. Art directions by Ken O'Connor. Music is by Buddy Baker. And credit for animation are Cliff Nordberg, Art Stevens, Jack Boyd, with backgrounds by Bill Lane. Notably, this is the last Donald Duck cartoon produced during the classic era. Era, not area. Era. So after this, Donald took a break, and he wouldn't reappear in another short until Mickey's Christmas Carol in 1983. So these were at least well-produced. Like, they had top talent on these informative videos. So... Yeah. Wouldn't you want to have that gig? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say what life is, and then we'll pay you for it. Do like like Walt would always do, and bring in live models. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, so the Disney Wiki has to say this about the short. It says, this not very politically correct birth control film shows how poor Hispanics don't know how to stop making babies. Oh, oh my God. Wait, it gets better. A little family of generic foreigners, dad, mom, and a few children are gently told not to have so many kids. <laughs> gently oh. told not to have so many kids. Gently. Yes. Welcome, foolish parents, <laughs> to, to the broken condom. I am your host, your doctor. Please stop making babies. Yeah, so anyway, that, no, yeah, so that's interesting about the, how this show, uh, how this particular film goes. Yes. Yeah, that. that was yeah, that's creepy, and then that's that's not that's not right to single out a specific uh, group. But the generic family of foreigners is they they look as our as our his, dude. You're no longer run of the mill now. You're Hispanic. Thank you. Because you you yeah. So, well, you've always <laughs> yes. been Hispanic, I suppose. But for purposes of this show, you were run of the mill. But now as a Hispanic, like what do you? But it's not just Hispanic. They say poor Hispanic. Poor Hispanic. Yes, he's I, a poor Hispanic. I, I, I am poor. <laughs> yes, yeah, I am Hispanic. <laughs> poor breed. I am a poor boy. <laughs> You're oh. a poor Hispanic? See. Si. 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 What's your name? Sai. Sai? See. I see what you say. Oh, that's that's that old Mel Blank. <laughs> you ever saw in Jack Benny? Talk about racist, man. Jesus. Uh, probably back in the same time, right? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Back when racism was good old fashioned fun. So, just so, like, only. So anybody else knows how to take care of babies. So according to this, this particular group just does not. Yes. And they're the bad people. They made too many babies. That's, that's yeah. awful. Check out the video on YouTube. It's um, I, I'll post a link if you haven't seen it. You know, show notes, guys. So y'all can check it out and uh, for you guys. But it's uh, it's it's quite interesting. After this, did they come out with a line of three Caballero condoms? <laughs> Sponsored by Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, the next thing you'll probably have seen this, but uh, you probably realize that uh, Walt Disney himself helped design some creepy-ass Mickey Mouse gas masks during uh, World War II. Interesting. I did not know that. So due to the threat of chemical warfare on American soil during World War II, Walt Disney approved, uh, Walt Disney himself approved the manufacture of Mickey Mouse gas masks in 1942. And they were basically small masks with ears, which were meant to ease children's uh, anxiety, I guess, in an emergency situation. Oh, okay, okay. Wear that. Uh, only about a thousand were made by the Sun Rubber Company, uh, but they were never used, right? Because we never had chemical warfare on our soil, as, as history goes. The, of course, these masks can be seen at various muse- museums around the country, including the 45th Infantry Museum in Oklahoma. And um, just out of curiosity, just to let you know, in England, there was a British version that used bright red and blue colors to attract children. And they were also called Mickey Mouse gas masks, although it had nothing to do with the character. Instead, the name was supposed to be part of the game to get children to wear them. Oh. Yeah. So if you look at it, it has some weird eye holes, and but it definitely has two ears. And it has a little canister can thing right in front of it to help with the chemical warfare business. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a strange connection too, and definitely cre- uh, creepy looking to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would imagine like that's got to be a little scary. I mean, granted, gas masks in general, right, are creepy looking. Sure. Yeah. Basically, we're kind of doing the same thing right now. You're taking your kids to Disney, and oh, I want my sh- I want my um, you know my my princess mask, and oh, Johnny's getting his uh, cars mask. So not as scary as gas mask, but we're kind of making gas mask fun, making it fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a good way to put it. You know, yeah, making things with gas, <laughs> make it less scary. Oh, I mean, in the multiverse, yeah. what what would you wear? 
Yeah, I would wear it. You would wear it. Just you would just probably wear it, and there wouldn't have to be no gas out there. There no gas. Yeah, in the multiverse, no gas. Yeah, no gas. I'm just styling it, wearing it for the kink. Yeah, as you go, <laughs> wearing it for the right. kink. You like the mask, huh? You like that kink. Mask, it's like the don't gimp you? in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes, put on the Mickey Mouse gas mask. Right? Absolutely. All right. So getting all out of that stuff, right? Uh, the next thing I have up is this: Disney once sold Old Yeller dog food. And it was recalled in 2010 after a family alleged that their dog died after eating it. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's old yeller dog food. I mean, what? what? Exactly. That's <laughs> funny. But if you remember, for those that don't remember, old yeller never saw it. It's a, it's a movie in which a kid has to shoot his dog at the end. Oh, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> nah, everybody should know by now. It's all in the name. But to give you some background, on April 21st, 2005, oddly enough, Kroger the, Kroger. The grocery chain. Yeah. Yes. And at the time, at, the, at that time, it was the largest retailer right behind Walmart. They rolled out Disney's Old Yeller dog, a brand dog food, which was a, do- a dry dog food. Dog Food Advisor gave it a one star rating. Oh. As uh, on the website, it denotes it has controversial ingredients. Controversial <laughs> ingredients? Um, Made with real dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a very <laughs> convoluted Set of words, yeah. Skeletons for Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the dogfoodadvisor.com, they basically list, it's a website that lists all the ingredients of all the dog foods and stuff out there, and they mark the controversial ingredients with a red font. And for this particular brand, about half of the ingredients were listed in red. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Wow. How did that quality control? I don't understand this at all. That's a good question. I have no idea. It's a different time, right? Because they probably didn't have as many lawyers on stuff like talking about it. So you're it. saying it's Walt Disney's fault is what you're saying? Well, they they probably they probably licensed it out to, uh, Disney licensed their name to that dog to food. To the dog food company. Yeah, yeah. Is that dog food company, they're not business anymore. No, right? if you try to look at it, I try to look up, see if I could buy some. It's It says uh, uh, currently not available. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, interesting story. The the manufacturer, the, the president of the company went to work for Michael Vick. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was going to say, yes. no, yeah, they, they actually work for Gerber. Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Of the match gets fed, oh, yellow dog food. Well, if you're curious to know about these controversial ingredients, uh, there's a, a, a comment in Reddit uh, titled Old Yeller Number Five. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's actually titled What's Next? Jonestown Kool Aid. Oh my god, <laughs> wow! And it says, uh, the Redditor comment says, I'm a pet food n- nutritionist, and oh my god, the ingredients in this dog food make me sick. Disney, all its corn byproduct and artificial coloring. I don't think, okay, so, but like you said, Disney just licensed the name to this dog food company. So it's really on the dog food company that should be getting the hit. Not, Have y'all not seen Disney. what dogs eat? <laughs> Anything. <laughs> yeah. I they mean, eat their own feces sometimes. I mean, it's not Disney's dog food, but come on, man. Like We said, he said, we, we were saying the same thing. Okay. Like in the, the dog food cup, the company. They should be responsible, but then at the same time, maybe Disney should have been like, hey, we're putting out brand name to your label or your product, so please not make something that kills dogs, because we love animals in Disney. We only use our animals as mascots for hitting it, not killing other animals. Well, in case you're killing, speaking of killing, in case you're wondering uh, about that family dog that allegedly died consuming the magical kibble. In 2010, a Michigan couple, a Michigan couple, Mark and Latoya Phillips, sought a class action lawsuit stating that their dog Charlie died after consuming the old yeller food. 
And according to uh, the, 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 the case notes for this, Justice John Corbett O'Meara ordered that the Phillips motion to certify class be denied. Oh, well, what? So they, okay. And then in 2010, uh, Kroger ended up recalling the brand along with five other lines of dog and cat food. And that was it. Say la va for uh, old yellow. Old yellow dies again. Old yellow can't, yes, that's right. <laughs> dies once again. All right. So the second last one I got is that Mickey Mouse once starred in a comic where he sold speed. <laughs> Did that make your mighty mouse? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Here I come to fry my brains. Hey. Who needs antifederbane? <laughs> but it was called Peppo in that in that Peppo. comic. Yes, and you can find this comic all over the internet stuff. I'll, I'll post some links in case anybody doesn't want to search and stuff. But um, the, the funny thing about this is not only are Mickey and Goofy seen consuming the psychoactive drug in the cartoon. Yes, indeed. But they also start a business selling them yes. and they give speed to one of the characters without their consent, a king. Uh, and obviously enough, at the end of this comic, the, the king has a witch doctor who's drugging the entire town with hash to keep them asleep. While the witch doctor himself steals the diamonds from their mind. This is a good story. So basically, uh, a Goofy and Mickey bust up into this village, and they're like, "Hey, I got this stuff called Peppo, man. It'll get you going." Yeah. And you can see, like, you know, they're t- when they. When, and let me back up for a second. When you first see them take this Peppo stuff. Oh God. Um, they they got the little streak lines, you know. They're like, "Oh wow, this is great, gosh!" <laughs> you know, they shoot out, and they got the streak lines going up, like they're taking off. Oh, and like, shit. were they snorting it? Like when you say lines? No, uh, this was in pill form. Apparently. Oh, it was a, okay. Yeah, or I don't know if it was pill or liquid. I couldn't tell. Gotcha. Okay. It was in that bottle for sure. Uh, but anyway, they bust up into this village where, uh, like I said, this witch doctor was drugging everybody, keep them asleep so he could steal the diamonds, including the king. Well, they bust up in this village. The witch, witch doctor's like, "No, nah, man, take that." Take that out of here. We don't want any of this stuff, man. You can't wake up these people. Of course, because he has ulterior motives, but then, you know, he throws them in jail. And then Mickey Goofy is like, oh, we got to fix this. Somehow they befriend this big behemoth guy and they, they give him some of the hash uh, meal because apparently the, the meals they were fed in jail were laced with hash so they would fall asleep. And so they were trying to do that to Mickey and Goofy. But anyway, instead of eating the meal themselves that they were given, they give it to the big bouncer dude. He falls asleep. Mickey and Goofy bust out. Somehow make it to the king's chambers, give the king some of this Peppo stuff. He goes nuts, you know, and then he wakes him up and then he realizes the witch doctor has been doing him wrong. And then, you know, everybody ends all happy, you know, that should be a ride. Oh, and it gets better. This <laughs> at the very end, uh, the witch doctor says, I will leave this village, you know, because the king banished him out. And the, yeah, and the, but the witch doctor says, I will only leave this village if you can, if, if Mickey, you can make this elephant talk. And then also in the next slide, you see him, uh, the elephant talking. And then, so the witch doctor takes off, and Goofy's like, gosh, well, how did you do that? I was like, well, you know, remember those ventriloquist classes I took? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, end of comic. I it. thought you were going to say they gave the elephant pepper, and they got so wigged out, it started talking. I know, that would have been more awesome, but no, they ended with a ventriloquist thing instead. That is hmm. trippy. They won because of the power of speed? Apparently, that's what it is. Wow. Speed and ingenuity. Hey, speed and ingenuity well, saved the day. Well, not only won, but they saved the village from having their diamonds stolen. Ah, well, so speed can be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you remember this quote, but it says, uh, it goes like this. Cocaine is hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he should do a sequel to that where Mickey and uh, Goofy take over the Carter and then sell speed all over to all the neighborhood residents. <laughs> but that'd be a completely different movie. <laughs> Am I my mouse's keeper? Yeah. <laughs> well, gosh, yes, you are. <laughs> you- <laughs> They be showing it. They be showing it like Peppo in the little container, and like you know, this is what they want. This is what they want. That is 
that is pretty uh that is pretty weird that is very surreal that's that, that's beyond weird that's surreal wait till you check out the comic it's pretty interesting i think i will do that <laughs> i i want to see this as well man this is great i never heard of this one yeah i'll, sh- I'll i have the links here in my in my source notes peppo yeah but it's peppo peppo peppo, peppo. peppo. and yeah. we know for a fact peppo is meant to be speed well they, it's insinuated because of the way they react to the said drug and it was some shady character that got them the jobs to sell the Peppo to people. So nobody ever knows who the, sh- the shady character is. No, but he looks very well put together. It's like, hey, get this and you can hey, 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 hey. Let me guess. He's brown. No, he's not brown. His name is Big Pharma. <laughs> I think his name is Heisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> go science! Heisenberg McScrooge. Oh. He- yeah, there you go. Okay. Heisenberg, Heisenberg McScrooge. McScrooge. Yeah. Wow, that is a weird one. That, that's a, I give you that one. That's pretty weird. Hey, cool. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well, we're going to end on, I guess, to me, it's a little more of a hmm. Um, but this is the last one. Uh, but it says it's going to top this one. No, it's not going to top this one. That one's that one. I think for me, at least, is the weirdest thing. To maybe the run-of-the-mill Disney fan, and this might be a little uh, shocking or whatever, okay. or weird or something. I don't know. Okay. But to me, it's just like, eh, oh, whatever. This last one says when it first opened, the Penny Arcade at Disneyland featured twenty-two caliber rifles and real bullets. What? Yes. And in fact, um, what they're referring to this article is actually, you know, at the time that uh, back in the day, they had actually three shooting galleries, which would have made me happy. Uh-huh. And yeah. the one they're referring to is the Main Street Shooting Gallery, which was part of the Penny Arcade, which is now where the Gibson Girl Kitchen is today. And um, so there were three shooting galleries at the time in Disneyland. There's a Safari Shooting Gallery in Adventureland, uh, the Main Street one that I talked about, and the one that we visited, the Frontierland Shooting Exposition in Frontierland. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the ones that they're talking about, the ones in Main Street, which they had closed because they figured, you know, the, the shots and the pings of uh, a shooting gallery on Main Street probably wasn't a, a good sound to add to the atmosphere of Main Street, USA. You know, just a little background on these guns. The rifles were supplied by the McGlashan Air Machine Gun Company and reminiscent of the ones used by Davy Crockett in the Disney television series and comparable in power to a 22 caliber rifle. Now, to give you a, a little background on this company, McGlashan was better known as the maker of the McGlashan Air Machine Gun, which is used by the military for training the Army Air Corps and the U.S. Navy personnel during World War II to hone their skills of aerial gunnery. And the McGlashan Air Machine Gun Company also made the McGlashan Coin Shooting Pistol for the carnival trade during the 1940s. So this is where they kind of link in with Disney because they made uh, carnival games where you, you stick a penny uh, or a nickel into this gun and you shot the, the, the nickel at the target and if you got the target then I guess you win whatever prize. So that's basically how you paid for it by shooting your You shot payment. your money away. Yeah, you shot your money away and uh, that was it. Yeah, so they created that. So Disney, of course, and needless to say, they were located in Los Angeles, California. So Disney's like, yeah, they're right there so we'll use them and so they created these particular uh, guns for um, their shooting galleries back in the day. So it's like Back to the Future 3. Yes. Well, they had real guns and it was just like the things would pop out and you'd shoot at it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, just to let you know, the heavy guns were, of course, positioned in a cradle so to prevent guests from shooting each other. I was going to wait <laughs> until you, I was not going to ask and that. And the guns in the cradle in the cell. Well, yeah, not shoot the little kid on the side of the booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just like you give your background about the guns, they, they, they did shoot bullets, but these were extra soft lead bullets, which Disney, or pellets, some people would say, Maybe some people even say BBs, but they Disney imported them from Australia. So they got these, they're extra soft, not not like your normal uh, lead bullets that you see in the store, like an Academy or something. Well, a jacket and all that. like soft, soft, so kind of stuff. Okay. Not that it makes them any better, but uh, they use those. And they're also, uh, it was fired with air. It was an air gun. Oh. So so it had an electric solenoid that cycled it, and then the air just shot it out. Okay. And you can't see them because they're electric? 
Boogie woogie woogie <laughs> Boogie woogie <laughs> <laughs> Add me for a second <laughs> Like a serious question though Is this Because they didn't have Like the light technology To you know That could aim And shoot it with the light Well you're thinking about when, when If you think about it When did they open Right When, when did Disneyland open So yeah The technology wasn't there yet so it's Like oh we some real ass bullets. Yeah, yeah, real bullets. I mean, they didn't have the gunpowder thing, so it just kind of shot the stuff up. Um, needless to say, uh, the targets were the chain-driven things which you might see in movies, where they had somebody going, chuk, 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 and the targets would move and stuff. Uh, every night, the targets had to be repainted to cover the dings made by the lead pellets. Oh wow, yeah. And it was discovered that more than two thousand gallons of paint were used every year to repaint those things, which is excessive. Those kids is a pretty good shot. Yeah, and it had lead in it. Yeah. Get the lead out. I, 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 at first, that's why I wanted like not say anything, see where you were going, because at first I was like, "What? They just giving kids like full on rifles, like it's Red Dawn or something?" But okay, that's not, that's not as bad. No, not as bad as like your gun powered powered ones. Yeah. yeah. But just to give you some history, the Safari one closed in 1982, and uh, of course, Main Street Shooting Gallery, which I'm talking about, closed in 1962, uh, which leaves the Frontierland Shooting Gallery, which you still have today, which we visited. And you know about those twenty-two caliber bullets, Eli? Mm-hmm. Uh, or pellets? Uh, yeah, in 1985 uh, is when they switched the Frontierland guns out to be infrared beams. Aha! Yeah, I'd rather just be in plain sight. I mean, the, the beams help, but they may as well modernize the gun at that point and just you know make it like some super scope. But I like just having an old school sight when I go to the Frontierland. And, and just as a comparison, Walt Disney World version was an opening day attraction and was retrofitted with infrared rifles in the summer of 82. So they got infrared rifles in 82. Disneyland switched over in 85. Ah, all right. So that brings to mind is like maybe there's a little testing. It's like, hey, let's test it at Walt Disney World, make sure it works before we bring it to our park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's make sure this tech works. But yeah, there you go. The, at one time, they used to shoot things. And if you look on the internet, there's people that remember all the days when we used to shoot BBs and da 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 and, I like it. it Targets and all that kind of stuff, and you hear the ding. Yeah, I I would say your I would say your second story is definitely weirder than yes. the first one. But realistically, yeah, I, I kind of cringed at first when you said. <laughs> I can see it now. Like you know, mom, dad, why'd you just get on the other side of that? You know, that and they ride. had three of those places. Wow. Yeah, they must have did really well though. Yeah, you know, there should be more people that practice on those because they're fun. I, I like the shooting gallery. Yeah, the shooting gallery is fun. A lot of the fun little things that they put in there. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's some facts about Disney that'll make you either think they're weird or there's like, hmm, or meh. There you go. Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. That's right. There was something that made me say, holy crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Thanks for uh, indulging me on this. Uh, that was definitely an interesting research thing for me. Thank to do. you for so indulging me. Thank you for coming on thank you for indulging i like yeah. indulging yeah that was that was something that was pretty wild though I, some of those i did not know so that's crazy yeah it was amazing to discuss some of those i didn't know and i was researching i'm like really and it was actually people but i'll post all these links for everybody to check out all the little source notes that i have so you can look at the cartoon yourself as well as those lovely videos about family planning and menstruating <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that yes well guys let us know what you think about these weird facts or hmm facts or whatever you want to consider them we're about to tell you how to get in touch with us in just a little bit Guys, we hope you enjoyed that discussion. If you want to learn more about us, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. Leave us a voicemail via our speak pipe widget, or you can call or send us a text message 
Yes, I did say text message at one eight one five Moican. That is one eight one five Moican six six nine four two two six. And of course, we got a couple of guys to do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli. Hey, Rob Liefeld here. Deadpool, Cable, X Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? Eli Ivory, what a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out ivorycomics.com. That's right, you. Check out ivorycomics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, The Savages comic cannot be beat. Cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out. Experience it for yourself. And you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics. Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out IvoryComics.com. Comic book guru. Eli Ivory. The whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. IvoryComics.com. Right now. Lightfield out. Hey, you heard what... Our fellow comic artist said, Rob Blyfeld said, you can visit the Ivory Comics website. You can see the artwork that I have for Project Geisha and Savages and the Molly Be Damned. And of course, there's always a link to this awesome podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also find me on Facebook, Eli H. Ivory, always there. As long as you're a real person, cool. As long as you're a bot, then not. You can also see Project Geisha's Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash Project Geisha. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm out there. Posting up the likes and whatnot, checking out your stuff and your feeds. EIV504, that's where you can find me. And of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, then you're just bringing me the gladness. Thank you very much. And if you want to book a vacation to Disneyland so you can see those real bones for yourself in that headboard. In the bed. Them bones, them bones, them <laughs> bones. Bones in the bones, bed. Bones, bones. Bones. Lee, how, tell them how to get, see those bones, man. Well, if you want to see my bones. No, wait a minute. Well, <laughs> you can fly into Love Airport. There's and, a uh, <laughs> private number. Uh, guys, time to try find a new travel agent <laughs> for the podcast. Times is hard, okay? I think that Times just- is hard, Danny. The man got to show his bone to make a meal happen. Let him do it. You can visit my all fan site at uh, all fan. <laughs> yeah. No, um, call me at 832-431-1621. That's 831. Caballero condoms. 832-C-B-L-R-O-O-C-N-D-N. You can email me at lee at magicrway.com. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash lostofficatravel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Instagram, you can find me at you got a friend in Lee Travel. If you can do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Peppa Vika! And of course, we want to thank Eddie for coming on the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Good to see you, brother. I am uh, happy to be on anytime, every time. Every time? Yeah. All the time. All the time. Downtown. Downtown. Show the love. <laughs> yeah. In addition, guys, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicrway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener. We love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on the Magic Rway podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. Summer weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention 
of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Pepo Bismol. Mo Eakins. Hey, this is Jane from MadHatterRadio.net. If you love Disney Park Audio like my family and I do, please listen to MadHatterRadio.net for park audio music 24 hours a day.